What is going on, you fucking degenerates? <laughs> uh, here we are. We're here for the week one preview, and I have Brian recording with me again because nobody else fucking hit me up. <laughs> That's fine. Me and Brian will do this every week if need be. I'm having plenty of fun. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we're just we're going to go over some news, league news, uh, fantasy league news, and NFL news. Uh, a little... You know, some Thursday night takeaways from that fucking snooze fest. And we're going to kind of preview some of the games this week in our league. Kind of give our uh, input, predictions, you know, matchups we like, guys we don't like. All that fucking jazz. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so, Brian, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. I just, uh, I'm looking forward to week one. I can't wait to sit down and watch some games tomorrow. Uh, I wish the Patriots weren't on so late, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I probably won't watch much of that Pats game because i got to work Monday. So I'll try to yeah. at least get the first half in, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow, too. That's uh, Thursday night was, was like an appetizer, and it was a cold appetizer. Because <laughs> um, that game was just – but we'll get into that later. Um, mm-hmm. So, obviously, the, the big news today – uh, <laughs> I, I have to ask you, what, what are your thoughts about Antonio Brown? This this roller coaster of a ride he's been on this offseason. This was the most bizarre week between a player and his team ever, and I will never see anything like it again. I, I don't believe. It was fucking nuts. I mean, it, it's been crazy since camp started. With the, It's funny. with the uh, What did he get that? Like the, the feet? Injury yeah, the, uh, from the frostbite. Yeah, frostbite on his feet from the what the cryogenic fucking chamber or whatever the hell he went in, <laughs> and uh, that actually doesn't look too crazy now, considering how everything's unfolded. <laughs> it, I mean, it it went from him posting about fines, you know, being upset, getting into a fight with the GM, punting a football, calling him a cracker, to being suspended possibly for week one. To him, what having a doing a an apology, a team, you know, to the team and coaches with the team captain standing with him, an emotional apology. Mm. And then everything's good. Yep, he's suiting up for week one. And then he drops a video last night, which was fucking gold. <laughs> I think it was, it was stupid to do, but I was like, this is fucking great. This, it just, I think the guy's mentally. Unstable. He definitely has something. He's he's got some shit that he needs to get dealt with and work. You know, he's got to work on. Or maybe it was all an act to end up where he ended up. Mm. I mean, shot his way out of town. Shot his way out of town. He knew he knew Pittsburgh wouldn't trade him to New England. So if he was going to get to New England, he had to shoot his way out of the Raiders and into Foxborough and um. That's going to be a scary core, man. You got to think about that. Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman. That's and the running backs to boot. And the running backs to boot, yeah. And uh, but what do you think about the whole saga? How it unfolded? It's been crazy. Um, as you as you know, we started a, a dynasty league this year, so we drafted our forever teams this offseason and before any of this crap started I drafted Antonio Brown and 
at the, at the, the first second turn uh, with the first overall pick, you know, I took him in the, in the third round. And I've been kicking myself ever since. It's like I swear this dude has taken years off my life. It's it's been brutal yeah. just trying to keep up with it. And uh, you know now he's in New England. I I don't know if he's gonna get the kind of volume that he's used to, and we'll see how he deals with that. I feel like if he's going into New England, he should be aware of that off the get that nobody is the number one in New England. Uh, the best wide receiver is the open receiver. And uh, we'll see how he deals with it. I don't know, man. It's it's scary. Um, it's it's boom or bust, man. He's either gonna just go mental and shoot his way out of New England, or he's he's gonna be an absolute friggin' stud. It's like who who knows? It's such a crapshoot. And uh, I I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of shocked that New England signed him because I was like, I think I even messaged you, and I was like, Bill's not taking that head case on. He does not want that locker room noise. He's not going to sign him. He doesn't want to deal with it. And he was eligible to be signed at 4 p.m. today, and I don't think it was even, not even an hour later. He was. It was like, boom, Patriots, $15 million, $9 million guaranteed at signing. I yeah. was like, holy crap. I was like. <laughs> and I totally agreed with you. I couldn't believe it yeah. either. You, you te- like, like you said, you texted me that, and I, I, said, I said, absolutely not. Bill will never do that. He, he has no room in his life for locker room distractions like him. And uh, probably a half an hour after we spoke, boom, signed. $9 million signing bonus. His signing bonus is more than Julian Edelman's salary. Really? Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure Edelman's only making uh, like $6 million this year. And that was with a raise. That's crazy. Um, it's funny. Did you know that Antonio Brown actually lost money since he signed with Oakland? It's like negative 252000 well, because he he hasn't yeah. really gotten any of it yet, and he then uh, on top of that, he uh, he got fined like two hundred thousand dollars for that for that argument with Mayock. Yeah, it's... I've never seen a fine that high. I've never seen a fine that high. They they only find him that much because they wanted to release him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was yeah, it was a mutual thing. They both he wanted out and they wanted him gone. I think and. Here we are, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, as far as the fantasy league goes, now that the the real NFL is out of the way. Yeah. Um, been some interesting uh, waiver wire activity that I wanted to go over with you. Get your thoughts on I keep my eye on these things. That's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. So let's start with you, Mr. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So you dropped your kicker. Don't really agree with the move. Have at it. Mm-hmm. And you added Dare Ugambuale. Is that how you say his last name? Ugambuale? That's how I'm saying it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't really want Boswell anyways. And I was like, I around the time I had gotten news that, that Ugambuale was uh, looking like he was going to secure at least the third down roll for uh, Tampa Bay. And uh, I currently have him and Rojo, which is gross like to even think about. Like, I have two Buccaneer running backs. It's just yeah. awful. And um, if I was going to drop one of them, I think I would drop Rojo right now. I think the the third down back in that offense actually might be the better player to own. We'll see. He's definitely not a guy I'm going to start right away. I'm going to sit on it, you know, sit on him, see what happens. Yeah, worth um, hanging on to. 
Yeah, I'll see how him and Rojo do this week. Yeah. And uh Yeah, go from there. If he if he doesn't see the field, then, you know, maybe I will cut him. But Yeah. Well, I mean I only know that you grabbed him because I went looking for him because I was interested by it. And uh to me he's he's kind of another Justice Hill, you know, that you the kind of guy you sit on and wait and see if he can carve himself out a role. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have anybody in front of him that's any freaking good. So no, and like the more the more I read about Rojo and stuff, it just does not look like he's going to have much of a impact. I mean, yeah. it's just nothing positive. Like there's no, that, and that's not a good sign when you're reading about a player and you see no positive news. Like yeah. it's just that's not good. <laughs> and I actually I finally picked up a kicker. Um, I got Matt Bryant, and I actually thought about dropping Rojo, but I ended up dropping Higgins. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I figured I'd give Rojo at least a week. You know what I mean? See what happens. And is that Peyton Barber is another one? I'm not really too. I I don't think he's gonna be a very impactful running back either. Yeah. So. Well, it's well, not, it's not a, it's not a backfield you want to hold a lot of shares in. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I would. I would. Most likely, I'm gonna cut one of them by the end of week. You know, by before week two, I'll probably have one of them gone. Yeah. It's just I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen, you know. And I, I like if I was in a guess, I'd say Ogunbowale. I think actually it might be the one I hold on to, just because PPR league. I think he's gonna get more receptions. He's gonna be more involved in the passing game. So yeah, I can see that. So uh, the other activity you uh, you dropped Chris Herndon, which was a move that we both really loved on the uh, or draft a draft pick we both really loved on the uh, draft review. Uh, podcast, and you picked up Mike Gazeki. Mike Gazeki, baby. Now I don't... I'm curious why why Mike Gazeki over Chris Herndon, who you who we both really thought could have a, a breakout season. It, I just have a feeling that Mike Gazeki is going to have a good year. Um, the guy's got super fucking talented, combine freak. I mean, lit it up. That doesn't always mean success. I mean, there's been several combine freaks. And, I mean, look at John Ross, you know, broke the 40-yard dash record. What the fuck has he really done? Nothing. Yeah. And um, Kaseki is in his second year. Um, he was a rookie last year, second-round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, when I heard that they were going with Fitzpatrick at QB, which I expected him to, I was instantly gravitated to Gasecki. It was somebody I kept looking at him. I'm like, I really want him, but I'm like, who do I drop? I'm like, I just kept putting it off, and finally, I was like, you know what? I'm picking him up and I'm dropping Herndon. Um, the suspension was a little bit of a factor in the dropping Herndon. I do still like him. Um, mm-hmm. He's somebody that, if I was a certain couple teams in the league, I would maybe be picking him up. But I'm not gonna direct <laughs> people that way. Because I do think Herndon could still be a good player, and it could blow up in my face. Herndon could definitely do better than Gasecki. Nobody is on Gasecki. Everybody thinks Gasecki's going to suck. I think Gasecki just – I could just see Fitzpatrick leaning on him. Um, they, I think he caught three for 59 in the week three preseason game with him and Fitz played. Mm-hmm. And I just – I'm going to take a chance on him. I got a good feeling about him. I've liked him. I own him in Dynasty. Um I think he's a, got a super talented player. Um, I, I know there were reports that he was struggling with the offense um, early on in training camp. Um, we'll see if that shows, you know. But it was an interesting move and a ballsy one. 
But I said, you know what? I'm going to fucking do it. And I picked him up. And I don't got the guts to start him this week. But <laughs> well, Especially is that defense. Yeah, and the Ravens just added Earl Thomas too, so it's like, you know that that's they got a, they got somebody back there that can you know hang with them. Yeah. And so uh, another thing too is that I, it's just Miami's gonna suck, and I just they're gonna be in such a negative game script all the time. Like they're gonna be passing, so mm. that's that's something I had looked at too. I'm like, this team's gonna be really bad. Like they're, they're gonna constantly be playing from behind. So I think yeah. that's it's that's a good thing. Fantasy wise, at least, for for sometimes for certain you know certain positions. Oh, it can be for sure. Yeah, it uh, can be. You know, I think it was two or three years ago. I had uh, Blake Bortles. Man, he, he would go into every fourth quarter with five fantasy points, and he would come out of every game with twenty five. I mean, just as soon as it got to garbage time, the game didn't matter anymore. He just came alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Adisa drops Theo Riddick which was a move I loved. He's probably not going to be back for 10 weeks. Yeah, no uh, sense in holding on to him. So I just I didn't I didn't like the O'Reddick sitting around on his bench. So he drops him, he adds another player. I'm thinking, "Great, this is awesome." He added Kyle Rudolph. He's now hanging on to three tight ends. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um and, and he still has Dallas Gobert. He still hasn't dropped him. Mhm. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, holding on to three tight ends, it's kind of like, what the fuck? But I think what happened, um, well, we'll see after this week if this is what happened. Um, I know he had, he has Burton, who was out Thursday, so I don't know if he kind of looked and was like, oh, man, I need a tight end. And uh, But he had Go, uh, Goder, or whatever his name is, and um, I don't know if he didn't feel comfortable playing him, so he decided to go with Kyle Rudolph, who actually I don't mind this week. Because um, he's actually in a pretty good matchup with uh, Atlanta. There could be a lot of points in that game. So I, I don't know if that's why he did it. Because he had no Burton and he needed to make a move. He didn't. He didn't trust Goddard. Because and honestly, Goddard. I'll revert this question back to you. Does Goddard really have value if Ertz is healthy? Absolutely you? none. Yeah, I, I don't think he does either. Like he's that not. Was the- Shocking part. If you wanted Kyle Rudolph, drop one of your two tight ends. There's abs- there's never ever a reason to carry three. Mm-hmm. And after seeing that Thursday game, I might be dropping Trey Burton because that offense looked gross. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think that's what it was. I don't know if it was just a pickup because he knew he was going to have no Burton. But like you said, he could have dropped Burton. He could have dropped Dallas Goddard or. I don't know. I mean, I can't see him holding on to three tight ends after week one, but yeah, could happen. I, I don't mind the addition of Kyle Rudolph. I just don't. I don't like it, having that much equity in one position when you only start yeah. one of them. Um, speaking of tight ends, so Shane drops Eric Ebron, which I'm not high on on Ebron. Um, I'm not crazy about him, but considering the guys that have come off the board in the draft, I, I don't know where else you would go. Uh, I'd have to take a look at it, but he picks up Jack Doyle. Now, we specifically talked about this during the last podcast. You asked me, would you rather have Ebron or Doyle? I said, I'd rather have neither, but if you put a gun to my head, I'll take Ebron because he's more athletic. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way? Do you think he's making a mistake going with Doyle over Ebron? 
Yeah, I think I would have held on to Ebron over Doyle. I I know when, excuse me, um, I know when Brissett played what two years ago, twenty seventeen. One, they didn't have Ebron, but I mean, I know he did like Doyle. He did target Doyle a lot, but like I already said, they didn't have Ebron then. Um, Ebron's definitely the better tight end. Um, he's got a higher ceiling, I think, way more touchdown upside. I would have definitely held on to Ebron personally, I think, over Doyle. But like you had, uh, you already said, I probably wouldn't really want either of them. So I would have maybe looked somewhere else. Like he could have got Rudolph, who we just talked about, who I would have rather have had over them too. Um, Darren Waller, who was available until not too long ago. You got your hands on him. <laughs> um, there's uh, Darren Waller could be good. Um We'll, we'll talk about him after we're done with Ebron and Doyle, if you want. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I would have held on to Ebron, I think, definitely over Doyle. Mm. But I would have looked elsewhere first. So, yeah, so how um how are you feeling about Waller? You think he can actually turn out to be a pretty good player? Uh, I haven't really made up my mind. You know, he's a, he's a training camp darling. They've been talking him up. Um, they seem to think that he's the bee's knees. And... Uh, We'll see how it goes. And then now you just vacated a ton of targets by getting rid of Antonio Brown. And last year we saw that same struggling offense put up numbers with their tight end. You know, an old used up tight end at that. They're, they're saying this kid's a physical freak and all this crap. So, yeah, I think I figure, I, think he I figure he's worth dropping Albert Wilson for. I'll take the I'll take the gamble. You know? I think yeah, I think Waller could actually turn out to be a pretty good pretty good pickup um that's another team like same thing with Kaseki. they're probably going to be playing from behind a lot um they played from behind a lot last year and jared cook was a top 10 tight end i believe yeah he was the beneficiary um, of it yeah he was the beneficiary of it i mean he was the number one target on the team tyrell williams will get his too but i mean i think waller could definitely he's waller's definitely worth the stash uh that was a good that was a good pickup without a doubt mm. So uh, even before our last podcast, I I also uh, dropped Jamie Swinston and I decided to pick up Lamar Jackson. Uh, I love his matchup against Miami, and I love the rushing potential of Lamar Jackson. I think he has the potential to be a a, a top ten quarterback in this league as far as fantasy goes. And uh, I also dropped Ebel Samuel, and I added Albert Wilson, and then I dropped Albert Wilson, and I added Waller. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about my moves? Uh, am I making a mistake switching it up at quarterback? I like Lamar Jackson um, because he's – Lamar Jackson is a running back who throws the ball pretty much. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I view him. He could very well lead this team in rushing, and, like, you can get – you know, he's how many touchdown passes will he throw? I don't know, what, 20 maybe? If Just that, that, you think? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, you got that upside with him too that he could potentially throw for 20 touchdowns and, and uh, rush for 15. Rush for 15, yeah. Um, per, this week, I like Jameis better. Um, I think that game is going to be a shootout between San Fran and Tampa Bay. The over under is 50. And I mean, we'll see what happens. But I can't fault the move because Lamar Jackson is <clears throat> somebody I liked. But I had Aaron Rodgers, so I wasn't going to yeah. take two QBs. 
Um, Debo Samuel, he's buried on the depth chart. Why even pick him? Up? Uh, why even have him? I think he's like third or fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like uh, what's his name? Dante Pettis and Marquise Goodwin are going to be the one too. So yeah, it looks rookie wide. Yeah, rookie wide receiver. Why even hold on to him? Mm-hmm. And uh, Albert Wilson, he, he could have been, you know, something. But he's coming off a serious injury. I can't think of what it is off the top of my head, but I know he got it was a serious injury. Yeah. Yep. And on, I mean, on top of that, like we talked about last week, um, I just I don't know how good the Dolphins want to be. So I mean, if they don't want it, I I don't want any of them. If they don't even want to be good, if they're tanking for a quarterback, uh, I certainly don't want their wide receivers because they're not going to get double digit touchdowns. No. Um, Gasecki's getting all the balls. It's going <laughs> to be George so. Kittle. He's going to be this year's George Kittle. <laughs> so, uh, that brings us to Steve, who dropped Devontae Parker and picked up Jamie Winston and dropped Malcolm Brown and picked up Debo Samuel. So he <laughs> seems to think that my, my moves were not very good because he no. wants all the players I dropped. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Now, Albert Wilson will be next. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if history tells us anything, Albert Wilson's next. Uh, um, I, I know he's high on Winston, and I can see why. I'm high on Winston too. I just I decided to roll the dice with Lamar. Why not? And um, you know, I can see dropping Malcolm Brown. I don't have high hopes for him. Uh, it's a handcuff. That's basically it. Yeah. So I don't think those moves are very telling. I don't think they're very shocking. They're just kind of blah. They're just there. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Debo, like I said, it's not somebody I'd really want personally in redraft yeah. at least. Jameis, he's got a good matchup this week. Uh, but I mean, Steve has Matt Ryan. I'd be, I think he actually has Jameis in the starting lineup. We'll get to that later. But I mean, I would be fine playing Ryan this week. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I think Jameis is in a good spot. But yeah, like you said, those moves are kind of blah, and there's nothing really to really talk about too much but yeah Devonte parker dropping him was a good fucking move he he's had years to to you know make the leap and break out and he just falls short and i i just he's somebody i've kind of lost faith in um i i i actually was kind of surprised nobody even drafted him at uh at my draft but i think that's mm. because consensus i think most people feel the same like yeah this kid's had Plenty of chances and opportunity to make the leap, and he hasn't. So why is it going to start now? The team's even worse than than it was, which is. <laughs> All right, so that that pretty much uh, that pretty much does it for our uh, waiver wire. You, you want to talk about Thursday's game? Yeah, that uh, that was that was a very very boring game, I thought. <laughs> um, so. Quickly, before we get into the individual players, why don't you tell me what you thought about Pat Nahe's strategy overall, which I thought yeah. was terrible. Awful. Um, I don't know what Nagy was thinking. I mean, the first play of the game was like some fucking trick play, two running backs in the backfield, and, and like they, Cohen and Trubisky were clearly on, on the, not on the same page, and he fumbled. First, first, first play from scrimmage for, for, the, for the Bears. Um what was it third and one it's third and one i'm gonna run yeah. it up the, i'm gonna run it up the gut with cordero patterson it's like what are you doing man what the fuck use montgomery or use mike davis 
one of them. Don't use Patterson, man. Up yeah. the cut. Patterson's not a fucking running back. <laughs> He's a jet sweep gadget player. I mean, yeah, that was bizarre. That was the most bizarre play call, I think. I mean, I, and I and not not even the individual plays, but the the, the total game plan. Uh, uh, you walk into a game where you have the best defense in the league. You have these stud running backs that you can't wait to show off. You have Mitch Trubisky, a quarterback who's average at best, and you walk into that game and say, "Fuck it, I'm going to drop back and pass this ball 45 times tonight." And how many times Why? did they run it? How many? They barely ran it, too, right? Uh, David Montgomery led the team in carries with six. I think they ran it like 12 times total, uh, or something. Yeah, I mean, Mike Davis probably had five, and Tariq Cohen had one that got called back. It didn't even count. He you know, on the game, he had zero carries. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a it was a bizarre game. Uh, Chicago's defense still looks legit. They haven't missed a beat. They're cool. still gonna be a force. Um, and Green Bay's defense looks a lot better than I think people thought. Or was that just Chicago's offense looking bad? That was Mr. Biscay dropping back Mitch 45 Trubisky, times. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think the Packers are going to have a pretty decent secondary. Um, they do got some some good players back there. I know that kid, Savage, the rookie, mm-hmm. he looks good. And it's like with the running game, it was just like, what the fuck were they thinking? Um, Cohen Cohen's pretty much, was pretty much a slot receiver. I think he played 39 out of 52 fucking snaps in the slot or something. Um, it, they just had that true committee with Mike Davis and Montgomery. Um, it, it, Mike Davis did not look good. He didn't look good pass protecting. He didn't look good receiving. He didn't really look good running. Um, Montgomery at least looked good at times on, on his carries, some of his carries. And, uh, he had a, that reception was a nice play. Money. Money. And he had more yardage on one catch than Mike Davis had on six. Yeah. Um, I, it's just, that can't hold true. I know a lot of people were nervous about Montgomery. They were like, oh, my God, you know, fuck, what do I do? You know, and I wasn't surprised to see that because I had a feeling that it was going to be some type of a committee at least to start. Uh, I think the same thing about Philly with Miles Sanders and Howard and that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but watching the game, you could clearly tell Montgomery was the best-looking running back on the team, at least running the ball. Um yeah, I totally agree. I, I mean, M- Montgomery was efficient when he was used. Uh, uh, mostly in the first quarter, he really didn't touch the ball after that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he had six carries. where, he, Like I said, he led the team with six carries, 18 yards, and he had the one reception for 27 yards. And uh, th- none of those numbers are anything to laugh at. And uh, like you said, Tariq Cohen, eight receptions, 49 yards. That's a six-yard average. He played out of the slot. Um, is he transitioning to wide receiver? I don't know if he is. I mean, is that what they're doing going forward, or is that more because I know, did Anthony Miller play? Because I know he was he was banged up. Was uh, he, Anthony Miller played about forty percent of the snaps, so he did play. Okay, I, I don't know if that's just because Miller was banged up and they didn't really want to, you know, get him involved much, so they kind of had Cole, uh, Cohen take that rollover. Well, maybe that's mm-hmm. what they're going to do with him. I mean, that's that's kind of what Cohen is. He's a small back. He's like 5'7". That's why I find it so fascinating. I, I think it's a great fit. Yeah, I think they should, too. I think it is a good good spot for him, too, and that's definitely, you know, a good role for him. So it very well could be that that's going to be Cohen's new role. Um, 
I love it. I think he would really excel there. I mean, I, I drafted Anthony Miller thinking he was going to be the the slot receiver, but I wouldn't blame them for a second going with Cohen. I, I think he's a better wide receiver than the wide receiver. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And uh, he was somebody I wasn't really too big on. I didn't hate him, didn't love him, but he wasn't somebody I was going out of my way to draft. But if the, if he keeps this up, then he, he's going to look like a, you know, he could potentially be a pretty good pick, without a doubt. Could be the next hybrid fantasy player with that wide receiver running back. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like Ty Montgomery had a few years ago. We can play him anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. If well, I, I wonder up, if... Uh... I wonder if they're going to have to change his. Uh, if he plays so, if he plays that much on the slot, eventually the NFL is going to come down and say you need to you need to start listing him as a wide receiver. Yeah, uh, which won't really matter because anybody that has Tariq Cohen's probably playing him in the flex anyway. Yeah, so it's not really going to affect anyone. But, mm-hmm. um, but the Packers also had a very odd night. Uh, what I'll do you think go- about what do you think about some of these numbers? So Aaron Rodgers threw for just over 200 yards. That puts him on pace for a 3,200-yard season. Do you think there's any chance on God's green earth Aaron Rodgers finishes this season with 3,200 yards? No way. The only way is, like, if he got hurt by, like, week week 11. You know, (laughs) that's it. Um, If he plays a healthy full 16, he's going to do better than that. That was a tough matchup on the road against, like I already said, a defense that still looks dominant. Uh that 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 Chicago D is they're fast man and they're relentless. Oh yeah, uh, that D line is fucking vicious, and the Packers O line isn't a pushover. Like they got some good good players. Bakhtiari's a hell of a left tackle. Um, I mean he was so good that they would run in Mac on stunts because he couldn't he wasn't beating Bakhtiari one on one, so they had to do stunts. You know, yeah. have him loop and come you know come up the gut. You know, yeah. And uh, but I mean they were just what did they sack him five times, Roger? Rogers? Yeah, it was ugly. Yeah, yeah. And some of them were hard. I'm surprised he, you know, he, he he likes to take his time getting up sometimes. But he, I think he had too much pride playing against the Bears. He just had to pop up and be like, "Oh, it didn't hurt." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was. He had to. He had to wake up sore the next morning. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, the um, run. The running game was like non-existent. Uh, on pretty much both sides. I mean, Aaron Jones did not have a good game. No, uh, he did not. Honestly, nobody on the Packers side really had a good game. I mean, I guess you could say Graham had. I mean, he had twelve points. Like, that's yeah. not bad. He probably over overscored what he was projected. But I mean, Devontae Adams four for thirty six. Yeah, that's what I was about to bring up. I mean, the 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 wide receivers. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams four receptions, thirty six yards. That kills for a guy that was projected by some to be the number one wide receiver in the league. Geronimo Allison played 50% of the snaps and did not have a single target all night. Now, do you think that that's indicative of what he'll do during the course of the season? And before you answer, let me add uh, MVS four receptions for 52 yards. Mm-hmm. So, is that the order you see this going in from here on out? Obviously, Adams is not going to be the second wide receiver on that team. But do you see MVS clearly taking the leap over Allison? Um, I do think MVS is the two. Um, at least he's going to be the outside wide receiver too. Uh, I I was 
bigger on MVS than Allison. I mean, I wasn't like huge on him, but like I was like, if I was gonna pick one, I'd pick MVS before mm-hmm. you know preseason. But I think Allison's still gonna get his. Um, I wouldn't panic um, on Allison and complete instantly drop him. I mean, you got to kind of give it some time. I mean, this could be a really good. I mean, this should be a really good offense. Yeah. I mean, all them guys, they'll get it together. Rogers, Aaron Jones, Adams, Allison, MVS. I mean, they'll get it. You know what I mean? They'll get going. This was a tough matchup. Like, it just this was Rogers' first playing uh, first action of the season. Same with Jabisky. He didn't mm-hmm. play in the preseason. And you could see and, the rest. And that's definitely a good point. What, but I will say that what really scares me about Allison is not no targets. Uh, that can happen in a game if a defense decides they're going to take you away. Um, but he's not the number one receiver. He was not the focus of that defense. And the number that really jumped out at me was 50% of the snaps. He only played 50% percent of the snaps they brought in other wide receivers to play over him when he's not on according to their injury report he is not injured mm-hmm. uh, how much of a concern would you take from that that is a good point that is a really good point um and I, another thing that green bay did a lot of too was run two tight end sets so i don't know if that affected allison snaps because i know they had mercedes lewis and graham on the field a lot and uh, I think that just goes more points more to MVS being the number two, the true number two. Um, so yeah, that could be a concern actually. Now that you mention it, fifty percent of snaps and uh, no targets is that 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 sucks. That's not mm. good. But like I said, I wouldn't quite panic yet. I wouldn't be very optimistic, but I wouldn't panic. Um, but yeah, I, I think MVS is the number two. They even had plays you know they they ran plays specifically for mbs screen plays um yeah did they run like an end around i think or something yeah they, he did it he had one carry yeah they had designed plays for mvs they didn't have them for, for allison so i think mvs we we learned that he is going to be the number two at least yeah and uh that, that was just I, I think both of them teams are better than that better than they played um you know Real quick, go back to Chicago. Were you surprised to see Allen Robinson's stat line, 7 for 102? Oh, man, he killed it. And I, he, uh, he I didn't think he had good. it in him. He looked good. He looked good. He didn't – like, it wasn't a fluke. He looked good. Um, that's another player I was not big on. And uh, that's another yeah. one I might be eating words that he might he might prove me wrong because he looked fucking really good, man. Oh, I think we're both going to be using some crow on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you got anything else you want to, any, uh, any more input on the game that we didn't touch um, on? I, I think we went over most of it. I just, I would like to defend my Montgomery take a little bit just for a second and say that, uh, you know, like you said, he, he was the best, he was the best running back on the field. It's only a matter of time. Mike Davis did not look good. And, uh, you know, they can't. They can't just give him the ball six times a game. They can't. They can't live like this. They're not built for it. Mr. Trubisky's not good enough. Eventually, he's going to start getting the ball twenty times a game. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of when Pat, Na- Pat Nagy gets his head out of his ass. Because I don't know what he was. I don't know what he was drinking before he came up with the game plan before the Green Bay game. 
but he needs to never buy it again because that was fucking awful. That was bad. That was a horrible <laughs> game plan. And I think Nagy is well, I thought he was smarter than that. I still think he's gonna he's he had to look and say we just scored three fucking points. Like he's gotta go watch tape and, mm-hmm. and he, he's gonna he's gotta come up with a better plan. I think he will. Um he's gonna look, he's gonna see that Montgomery was clearly the better back. And uh I mean, you can only do so much with Trubisky. I'm not a big Trubisky fan. I don't think he's that good. I don't yeah. think you are. You're not a big fan of him either, I don't think. No, he's not my guy. Yeah, I, I just, like you said, he's average at best. And, I mean, I don't know. But, I, I like I said, both teams will be better than they performed. Rodgers, looked, Rodgers had some, some drives where he looked like he was getting in a groove. You can argue that those that touchdown drive, that those two two uh, passes that he made were uh, lucky throws, and uh, I won't dispute it. Um, I didn't think that bomb was that pretty, I personally. No. Uh, and and the touchdown pass to Graham, it was like if that wasn't Jimmy Graham. That was a fifty-fifty ball. Yeah, it was a fifty-fifty ball, and if it wasn't Graham, that was probably a pick. I mean, yeah. All right, so what do you think about some of these head-to-head matchups? Where do you want to start? All right, so I'm going to revert to you. First matchup we are going to touch on is Ricky versus Shane. So Tariq Cohen was a guy I was down on last week, as you know, because I said they wanted to get less predictable. They didn't want to put a a running back back there that uh, was going to give away what they were going to do. However... That all changes if Tariq Cohen is going to be the slot receiver. I love it. I love it. I think he's great for it. Uh, you don't see a lot of teams do that. Um, and Tariq Cohen, you know, he scored plenty of points. 12.9 points in the flex is, an, is a damn good day. Uh, but that being said, like, like you said before, Allen Robinson, seven receptions, 102 yards. He's got 19.2 in his flex already. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jared Goff has a really good matchup, but Baker Mayfield's playing Tennessee. You can't ask for much better than that. Uh, Bell has a tough matchup against uh, Buffalo. Ingram is not good, but he will be playing Miami. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, I, I, I think that uh, just looking at it and looking at the matchups – I'm kind of leaning towards giving it to Shane. Uh, I spe- I especially love Freeman against Minnesota. I think that's I think that's a great matchup, and uh, I just don't know who else on Ricky's team is really set to go off. They're all kind of safe floor guys, but I, I don't see anybody ready to really break the ceiling. I think Devontae Freeman could have a huge week this week. I think. Uh, Michael Thomas could have a huge week this week. Um, I, that's that's the way I feel about it. What do you think, bud? Um, all right, so first off, Ricky and Shane, both of you. Um, you guys have both of your Thursday night players in the flex, which I personally don't do because if anything ever happens, say, say one of you guys had Antonio Brown and look what just unfolded. Like, you're just you're, you're hindering your team and, and your options by locking your flex spots up with the early True. games. I always, always, always move the guys. So, like Cohen, 
Let me see. Ricky's got Bell and Ingram both playing Sunday at one. I would have swapped them two and had either Bell or Ingram, it doesn't matter which one, in the flex. Just to leave yourself more flexibility if something ever happens. Um, but that's just me kind of being a cunt. Well, uh, I mean, but I mean, you're right, though. Because, yeah. you know, like you said, if, if he'd had Tariq Cohen in a running back slot and Mark and uh, Mark Ingram in a flex spot, and then it comes out Sunday morning that Mark Ingram tr- slipped in the shower, he could put in a wide receiver, he could put in a tight end, he could put in a, a running back. And he loses that flexibility by having Tariq Cohen in his flex. Yeah. Like, yeah, like if, if Mark Ingram, say, like you just said, if they say, oh, Mark Ingram got the stomach bug, he's not going to play. You look at his bench. He's screwed. He's got Kareem Hunt and Ty Montgomery. He's got to play Ty Montgomery. Or he's got to make a pickup quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he had that, uh, if he had that other flex spot open, he could play Dante Pettis, who's in a really good matchup this week mm. uh, with Tampa Bay, with a lot of points. Um, P. Rich, eh? I mean, I'm, I wouldn't really want to start him, but it'd be better. I'd rather start him than Ty Montgomery, I believe. If I had yeah. to, got in my head. <laughs> but, and uh, you know, Funches isn't. Terrible either. Yeah, he's not terrible. But, um, yeah, so I think I'm with you. I think I am going to lean more towards Shane, too. I think Shane's going to win a close one. I say it'll be, like, under t- 10 points or less. Um, he's just got good matchups across the board. Um, mm. Freeman, like you said, against Minnesota. I think that game's got sneaky shootout potential. Um, Eckler. Should be in a good, you know, that's another pretty good matchup. Michael Thomas could have a big one. Mike Evans, uh, he's battling the stomach bug, but I think he's going to play. That's mm-hmm. a game. I, that Tampa Bay-San Fran game, I love uh, for DFS and shit this week. I just, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Two shitty defenses. Um, Greg Olson. Yeah, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, getting 19.2 from Allen Robinson, uh, that definitely had to be, you know, more than expected. And uh, yeah. they both got off the they but they both got off the good starts because uh, with their Thursday night players. But yeah, I think I'm definitely going to give the edge to Shane as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, really, uh, I can almost boil it down to just the fact that that Ricky has to start Corey Davis, which he doesn't have to start Corey Davis, but for some reason he is starting Corey Pettis. Davis. I'd play Pettis over Davis. I'd play Pettis over Davis in a heartbeat. I would. I would probably play. I'd probably play Funches over Davis, to be honest with you. Uh, D- Cleveland's defense is sneaky good, and Corey Davis blows. Uh, yeah. That's kind of a no brainer. Denzel Ward on him the whole game. Who's yeah. a good corner? Uh, I just, I just don't, I don't like it. I think Adam Humphreys is is the star of that offense. Uh, Corey Davis is kind of uh, last year's Demarius Thomas. Like he's he's no longer the number one, but nobody realizes it yet. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll give the edge to Shane for, like, the fifth time. I just said it. Yep. Um, so we're going to move on to the next one, which is Mike versus Adisa. Mike's had quite the fucking uh, – quite the roller coaster ride this week for his team because he is the uh, lucky owner of Mr. Antonio Brown. Yep, and uh, he still has Antonio Brown in his lineup. He's not eligible to play this week, Mike, so you need to get him out of there. Uh and, real quick, if you don't mind, Mike burned one of his flex spots with Jimmy Graham, so he's limited. I was just about to point that out. So, not only is he starting two tight ends this week, which it may end up working out for him because Graham actually got a touchdown. Uh, he's got to start Danny Amendola. 
Like, oh, he's got to pick somebody else up. One of the two, because he's got AJ Green out. Uh, Nikhil Harry's on IR. Uh, yeah, not worth holding on to in my eyes. Uh, Chris Hogan sucks. And Amendola. <laughs> I mean, at least Amendola has a good matchup. That's yeah. At least he's got a good matchup. A good playing against a team that has the top two corners are both out. So <clears throat> that could be an ugly fucking game for Arizona. So but, uh, yeah. So what do you uh? What's your, what's your early uh, predictions on this one? Well, number one, uh, like I said, I own Antonio Brown in a dynasty league, and I took him out of my lineup. I think Wednesday or Thursday, when it was first looking like he was going to get suspended. Antonio Brown shouldn't even be in his starting lineup right now. So that hindered his flexibility. So I mean, how can you not give it to Adisa? That's that's where I'm at. I mean, we, we talked before about Kyle Rudolph having a good matchup. Olshawn um, Jeffrey has a good matchup. Kerryon Johnson has a good matchup. Uh, Breeze has a good matchup. And, uh, you know, Watkins and Howard are going to give you what they give you. Uh, those both suck. He should definitely put somebody else in his. <laughs> uh, I, I, I should. I think, I, I, if I were him, I'd rather start our uh, single white side over fucking Jordan Howard. Um, I actually kind of like uh, Watkins this week because uh, Ramsey is going to shadow Hill. So I think that could leave some opportunity open for Watkins to have a big game. Um, no, I, I'm serious. I actually like Watkins a lot this week. Um, this is this is you hedging your bet that that Jacksonville is going to win the game. You're just uh, uh, in your own head. Oh, 100. percent I think Jacksonville's winning the game, but <laughs> I think that the, I think Watkins is going to he he can feast. He can still feast. I think. Um, Mixon does not have a good matchup. That is not, that's a tough one at no, Seattle. No, that's ugly. Yeah, and um, they just added Davion Clowney. Yeah, that um. Seattle's another team I kind of like uh, the defense this year. I mean, this this week. Uh, another good DFS defense, one that I've been looking at. Uh, but, yeah, back to you. Um, you want to touch on Mike's team? Well, I mean, Mike, you know, he has some good matchups. His team had a lot of potential going into the week, but he, he screwed himself by putting Jimmy Graham in his flex and by keeping Antonio Brown in his lineup. Um. You know, I mean, it kind of is what it is at this point. Uh, I mean, no matter what, he was going to have to start one of those garbage wide receivers, which why they're both still on his team boggles my mind. Um, I would have dropped Nikhil Harry. I would have dropped Chris Hogan. And I would have dropped Amendola. And I would have taken whatever was left. Uh, just shoot for the moon. Swing for the fences, man. Those three guys ain't helping you. They're not helping you. All year, even Nikhil Harry comes back, he's still not going to help you. Uh, you. You need to go hit the waiver wire, Mike. I love you, buddy. You got to hit the waiver wire. You got to start grabbing and hoping a prayer wide receivers and, and just hope for the best because these guys ain't going to do it. And I would, yeah, I mean, do it now. Uh, there is no waiver wire right now. It's first come, first serve. It's free agency till mm-hmm. the game's still, you know what I mean? Till that player's game's uh specifically kick off and they're locked like you can just as long as they haven't played you can pick them up like now's the time uh like Nikhil harry's a definite cut uh especially considering that what is he now like the the fourth wide receiver yeah right uh, by the time he gets back f- 
fucking Gordon will probably be suspended. So you might actually slide <laughs> right in. You just, yeah, you can't hold on to Harry. Uh, Hogan's got to go. Amendola, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could kind of see what, what he turns out to be. But, um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I think Adisa's got to definitely get the edge right now. Um, but it's just like I, Kamara, could, that, Kamara can single-handedly win him the game at the same in the same breath. Like it's it's he's that good. Kamara's that good. He can he can score forty. It's yeah. Uh, I mean it's it, it. I just don't like Kamara could do it. Cup could do it, but with the Disa's matchups all around, I, I don't see it. I I think Adisa wins, and I think he wins by quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think Adisa's got it locked up. Um All right, so let's jump to the next one. We got Nate and Dicky. This is a funny one too. <laughs> um, real All right. quick. Uh so at the beginning of the week it was looking like Nate was gonna have the uh piece of the Cowboys backfield and Tony Pollard. Uh but it definitely been a good play. Mm-hmm. And then uh middle of the week. Jerry caves and says, uh, we need him. We need Zeke. Six years, 90 million, 50 million guaranteed. And Howard is to the bench. And Dickie got the first round stale of the fucking draft for the whole season, most likely. <laughs> and it's not his only steal. I, I love Sony Michelle against Pittsburgh. I think he's going to feast. Uh, Tyree Kill, I think, is going to ball. Stefan Diggs against Atlanta is a good matchup. It's not great, but it's pretty good. Um, Ertz against Washington, I love. Um, I just absolutely love Landry against Tennessee and Howard against San Francisco. I don't – it's very rarely you'll hear me say I agree with uh, going with two tight ends, but, man, he's making it work. Um, you know, Nate has some decent matchups too. I love James Conner against New England. I think Conner will do really well Sunday night, as much as it pains me to say. Uh, Kenyon Drake – Ugh. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> OBJ against Tennessee, I love even more than Landry. Uh, Lockett against Cincinnati, awesome matchup. Uh, Minnesota, not very good against tight ends. And uh, Austin Hooper is a pretty good one. So that's a great matchup. Dice, who knows? Marvin Jones, great matchup. It, it's it's going to be a tight race, and uh, like you said, as soon as as soon as he lost Tony Pollard, I think uh, I think Nate lost the upper hand. I think Dickie takes this one by a smidge. Yeah, uh, I got to agree with you too. Um, I think from looking at both teams, I think they got the right players in. Like I think they're playing who I would play. Uh, maybe Geis, I would be a little hesitant on, but I mean, looking at Nate's bench, I mean, I guess I would just roll the dice. Well, he could he could, he could plug in Marcus Goodwin. Yeah, I was going to say Goodwin's maybe the only one I would think about playing. Uh, Marvin Jones, good, like you said, they all got good matchups. Hooper, Hooper's another one I love this week. Um, Drake, he might actually do okay because they should be playing from behind, so he might have the opportunity to catch a lot of balls. But yeah, I think I think Dickey's got this one uh, wrapped up definitely. Um, the only matchup on Dickey's side I really don't like is Tyreek Hill, but he he can literally one play and he can score ten, yeah. 11 points. I mean, absolutely. Um, Diggs is a, Diggs though too. Diggs is Diggs. Uh, 
it's kind of weird. Like he tweaked his hamstring or something, but like he was practicing and he practiced the last three days of the week. So it's kind of, that's kind of bizarre. I don't know if it was maybe just a cramp or something. Uh, maybe they were a little misinformation, but yeah. Diggs is one when he gets hurt, man, I, I get a little worried because uh, he does not seem to, he, I, he can't really play through injury like some other guys can. I feel like I mean, when Diggs is smaller. Hurt, yeah, he's, so we'll have to see with Diggs. I don't know what's going to happen with him, but he might be fine because, like I said, it was a it was a hamstring tweak, but then he practiced. Like if you tweak your hamstring, you're not going to practice. So yeah, I think it was misinformation. So he might be all right. Yeah, but yeah, Dickie's going to win this one. Uh, I'm actually going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say Dickie wins big. Yeah, 20, 20 plus. Yeah, I, I think it'll be close. Dickie's going to win big, twenty plus. Um, so next matchup we got uh, Justin versus Martin, Brian Martin. That is. I I don't know how much there is to say. I mean, I I think just looking at it, I think Brian wins by a mile. I really do, and uh, I feel bad saying it, Justin. I don't really know you that well. I just met you, but love you, mean it. Uh, I really, man. Just looking at it, I mean, uh, Aaron Jones didn't do you any favors. Granted, Devontae Adams didn't really help Brian all that much, but. He does have Russell Wilson against Carolina, David Johnson against Detroit, Josh Jacobs against Denver, Robert Woods against Carolina. So he's got the wide receiver quarterback stack against a a pretty bad defense, mediocre at best defense. Uh, Ingram against Dallas, eh, that could go either way. Um, It depends on what their linebackers are doing. Mm -hmm. I don't like Shepard. Against Dallas this week? No, I don't either. Yeah. Uh, um, I think uh, I think Ingram. See, that's what I'm saying. Though it depends on what they want to do. If 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 Dallas goes into the game and they say we're going to take out Shepard, Shepard's the guy. We got to get rid of him. Um, then Shepard will be eliminated, and Ingram will have a good game. I think. Uh, if they want to take away Ingram, I think they could do that too because they have the linebackers to do it. So if they're going to dedicate their if they're going to dedicate their defensive resources to stopping the pass and they say, all right, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us with just Saquon Barkley. Then mm-hmm. they, I, I think those wide receivers and that tight end will get shut down. But if they say, all right, well, we're going to play the pass or, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to dedicate our linebackers to stopping Saquon. I think Engram will go off. I think I'll have a really good game. And I'm I'm still not sure Gi- the Giants win that game. I still think Dallas wins. But I think Engram could still have himself a game. And uh, Derrick Henry sucks. He blows. He shouldn't be on anyone's team. Sorry, Brian. I have to say it. Yeah. Uh, not a good matchup for him too, this week either, I don't think, against Cleveland. Why do you say that? Just because they have Miles Garrett? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's more of a game script for Deion Lewis this week, I think, because I, I don't think Tennessee's – I don't think they're even going to have the lead in that game. Oh, they're going to totally just – yeah. So, uh, well, but I'm on I the – op- uh, Brian, thank God you reached into the eighth round to take Chicago's defense because they are going to lead you to the promised land. Oh, my God. It, I mean, to, to reach just four to five rounds before everybody else to take the number one defense – and look what they did. 12 points. Good, good for you, buddy. I'm proud of you. <laughs> uh, but, hey, uh, we're actually on opposite sides of the fence on this one because I think Justin's going to actually end up winning. Um, 
Oh, you're out of your mind. I, I like his matchups better. The only one I really don't like is Jacksonville's defense, even though I think Jacksonville's going to win. Um, I think that game's going to be a lot higher scoring than people think. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if both teams get into the 30s. So with that said, I don't really like Jacksonville's defense this week. Uh, they definitely need some type of a defensive or a special team score to kind of return uh, you know, any type yeah. of value. Um, I would have definitely looked elsewhere for a defense, but Ridley's going to kill it, I think. Um, Gurley, supposedly, he's going to be a full go, but that's what Sean McVay said in the playoffs, and we saw what happened. <laughs> but I think Gurley will be fine this week. I think he's a great play. Watson should be good. Um, I think I would give Wilson the edge in the quarterback matchup, so that I would give the, at least a QB matchup to Brian. Uh, Kittle's going to fucking kill it. Uh, Breader and Mike Williams should be good. But yeah, I think Justin's going to win. It'll be another tight one. But I think Justin will squeak it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he made I, I think he made some good points, man. I, I kind of, yeah. initial glance, I thought Brian had it by a mile. But it, yeah, I, I, I think you're on to something. I think Justin might have this. He might get it, I think. Um, it's more so just because, I mean, we're kind of, I guess you can call it cheating. But Devontae Adams only gave Brian 7.6, first round pick. Um mm. That's that's not a good start, but I mean Aaron Jones four point nine. That's not good either. Um, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> but, but that's uh, his fourth round pick. So yeah, and uh, Briada too. Briada, uh, Briada's another one I could see. You know, he could have a pretty good good game as well. Um, oh, he if, definitely could. But uh, yeah, so I think Justin will win. It'll be tight, but I think Justin will get get the win. That's a good point. Um, all right, next game. Simpleton versus Vinny. And, yeah. Uh, this is a tight race, man. I mean, just looking at it, that's rough to try to pick that. Um, I kind of I kind of want to give the edge to Samson, as much as that pains me to say, trust me. Uh, I like Winston's matchup. I mean, I love Wentz's matchup, so I'm, I'm, I still, I like Wentz more than Winston. I'm just going through Steve's teams first. Don't get me wrong. Uh, McCaffrey against the Rams. Uh, the Rams are they have an awesome defensive line for pass rush and for run stopping. Um, what they don't have are the linebackers to cover the the check down, and that is McCaffrey land, baby. That is where he lives. Uh, I love I, I, I think McCaffrey not a great game. I think I'll have a pretty good game. Uh, Carson is going to feast against Cincinnati. Absolutely just feast. Um Thielen against Atlanta, I think is good. That's a pretty good matchup for him. Godwin against San Francisco. He's got the he's got the, the stack. Uh so he's got a lot of eggs in that basket. Uh I don't like I don't like gambling that much on Winston, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was a better quarterback, I would love the stack against that defense. But man, I, I just I've seen Winston lose to some really bad teams. Uh, Hunter Henry against Indy, love it. Uh, their defense is improving, but they still can't cover tight ends. They don't have the backers. They don't have the safeties. They have corners. Um, Christian Kirk against tight end, I, I, I like. And uh, Justin Jackson against Indy, perfect. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think Melvin Gordon's going to report tomorrow. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I know you wish he would, but 
Uh, Carson Wentz, I said, I, I love that matchup. I think Washington's going to fucking blow this year. I think they're going to be terrible. Uh, Saquon Barkley, no matter what Dallas does, he's going to have a day. There's just no stopping yeah. him. You don't he's even gonna, need that. He's got future Hall of Famer written all over him. You don't even need to like, touch on Barkley. It's just, yeah, yeah say no more. It's... Uh, Tevin Coleman, uh, I think he could have a great day against Tampa Bay. Um, Amari Cooper, I'm iffy on. I don't, I don't know how to feel about Amari Cooper because I've seen him suck for so long. In the last couple of games last year, he did really well, but now he's he's dealing with his plantar fasciitis. He doesn't know how he feels. It's it's tough. I, I it could go either way, in my opinion. Uh, Keenan Allen against Indy, love it. Uh, Jared Cook against Houston, that's a good matchup. Tua Hilton without Andrew Luck is a mystery. We'll see what he turns into. If he's still a top 15 wide receiver, I think Vinny ends up looking like a genius, and he does really well this year. Um, if he falls outside the top 15, if he falls into that our uh, wide receiver three territory, mm-hmm. uh, um, he might have to really hit the waiver wire to make up for that, to, to make the playoffs. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, who knows? Jacoby, Jacoby just sets two years older, two years in the system, and, and uh, two years more developed than he was two years ago. So we'll see what T.Y. Hilton turns into. And uh, Latavius Murray against Houston, love it. Their, their run-stopping defensive line is gone. He's in, he's in Seattle now. Yeah, so that was their that was their best piece. Clowney was their best run stopper on that line, and like you said, he's gone. So I love that matchup. What do you think, bud? Um, yeah, I think from I've been looking and listening to you, uh, I think I am in the same boat. I think I have to give the, a slight edge to Steve. Um, it's just I uh, just from looking at matchups and knowing what I know, uh, Thielen could feast. Like I was saying about Diggs, if Diggs is hurt. And he, he doesn't play or he's just going to be a decoy. Thielen, Thielen could fucking he – could, he could have a big day. Mm. Um, and we've all seen – well, we know Adam Thielen's track record. I mean, you had him last year. He kills it. Start the season, he's money. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, <laughs> tails off towards the end. But it could uh, he could be off to another good start like that again this year. The only matchup on Steve's side I'm really not huge on, but I – actually, I won't even say that. Um, the only one I could maybe not see him going great is Kirk, but I think Arizona's going to be playing from behind a lot in that game, so he might actually get his, uh, you know, get his catches and shit. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, Vinny's team, I mean, Hilton, I'd be a little nervous to play, especially going up against Hayward. Um, even though Derwin James is hurt, that uh, Chargers secondary should still be pretty good. Um, I, I this might sound a little crazy, but I think I would play Chris Thompson over Hilton this week. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm that down on T.Y. Hilton. I that's that's crazy. I wouldn't have the balls <laughs> to do it either. But Chris Thompson's another one I think could actually have a decent decent game, just because they're gonna be that they should be playing from behind another team. Uh, if I were gonna take out T.Y. Hilton, the guy I would probably put in is TJ Yeldon. I think he's going to have third down rolls. Hopefully he gets a touchdown, and that would really help your flex. Yeah, you can't play hide. You don't know what he's going to – you don't know what that his role is going to be yet. You just no. got to sit, sit on him and see what happens. No, and he just got there too. Yeah. You know, 
but they both have good matchups in certain, uh, you know, certain positions. Um, but yeah, I think Steve's got the slight edge just because I just see more points scored on his side. As yeah. stupid as as stupid as that sounds, that's just that's what I see. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I like the matchups yeah. better, and uh, I, I think his his team. I mean, uh, I mean, let's not lie to each other. I, I can hate on Steve as much as I want, just because I don't like the guy and he's a jerk and all that. But uh, he is playoff bound. I mean, the, I I think he's top three in the league anyway. I mean, he's he's got a really good team. It's mm-hmm. it's no, nothing to laugh at. We think Vinny's playoff bound too, and that's what makes it so tough. It's two good teams yeah. up against each other. Yeah, these are two good teams, and uh, unfortunately for Vinny, I just think, especially on the wide receiver side, I just think he's got you know tougher, tougher matchups. Yeah. Um, Cooper, Cooper should be the matchup. It's not the matchup with Cooper. It's like the injury. Like, is he a hundred percent? Is he ninety percent? Eighty percent? I oh, think exactly. he'll be okay. But well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, at the conclusion of week one, who wins, who loses. But and uh, I just got a quick question: If you were Steve, would you bench Matt Ryan or would you have him in? Uh, I'd have him in. Yeah, I think I would too. Um, and uh, I, I get the matchup and all that, but I'm I'm sorry. I just you know when when I have when I draft a quarterback that I think has the potential to be the number one quarterback in the league, I don't bench him for anyone. Mm-hmm. Especially when our team is fucking Winston. Yeah, yeah. I would just, I, I would take the safe. The, I, I, Ryan's safer. I think. Yeah. Like, you know what he is. Like, like Winston, new OC, and like you've said, like Winston's fucking. He's erratic, man. You never know what you're gonna get. Is you're gonna get three touchdowns or three picks? You know. Um, yeah. I would just, I play Ryan. He's in a good. Ryan's in a pretty decent matchup. I, I know Minnesota's defense should be good, but it, it's, you know, what I mean, it's not the Legion of fucking boom. You know, it's. There's going to be points scored. I, I would personally just go with Ryan, too. But, um, hey, maybe Winston will score more, and that'll be eating my words again. I'll be doing that a lot, I'm sure. So. <laughs> but, yeah, we got one more matchup, and I saved it for the, for the end. Uh, hey, Battle of the Titans. The Battle of the Titans. Eric versus Brian. <laughs> we'll start with your running backs here. Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette playing against Atlanta. Historically, always let the running backs take their take their chunk, and uh, they they defend the run, uh, defend the uh, the pass. And uh, Leonard Fournette against Kansas City, the worst team in the league last year at run defense. Obviously, they're both in a prime position to feast. They're both looking good. Uh, you have to feel good about those matchups. Oh, I feel great. Um, Dalvin Cook is in a fucking awesome spot. Uh, he is going to be the DFS chalk this week at, at the running back position. I think definitely uh, Fournette as well um, will be a highly owned player, but Atlanta, um, I know their defense, they, they took two big hits last year in week one, losing Deion Jones and uh, Keanu Neal. They're both back healthy. Uh, Deion Jones actually signed a contract this year extension. And uh, that's going to definitely help. But Atlanta's defense was fucking atrocious against running backs last year. It actually became like a, a, a running joke that uh, whatever running back was playing Atlanta's defense last year, like just pencil them in for eight catches and like 70 yards because they were that bad. They were all, it was they were so bad. It wasn't even close uh, at defending the pass against running backs. Yeah, it was. Um, I'm sure they're going to be better. They got Deion Jones back, but Dalvin Cook should have a should have a big game. Definitely. So let me tell you a matchup I don't like. 
Juju Smith-Schuster against my New England Patriots. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is not coming from a fan. You know that. Uh, Juju is walking into a game where historically the Patriots have always, almost always been able to take away the number one option on any team, whether that's DeAndre Hopkins, Otto Beckham Jr., Antonio Brown. If you walk into Gillette Stadium and you're the number one option, you're not catching a ball. That would scare me. Uh, yeah. And Tyler Boyd against Seattle, not a lot better. The only thing I got going with Boyd is uh, uh, volume. Uh, you know, he, mm-hmm. hopefully the volume can make up for the efficiency because he's not going to be very efficient with his targets, but he might get a lot of them. Uh, that's like the only thing that uh, I have going. Um, I think I definitely have the better running back matchups, whereas you definitely have the better wide receiver matchups. It's not even close. Um, yeah, I'm with you on Juju too. I don't like him this week, but I gotta play him. My, he was my first pick. Um, I, oh, I gotta you play to. him. You can't yeah. ever take him out. I can't take him out. I gotta, you know, hope that Pittsburgh can maybe, you know, be smart enough to maybe find ways to get him the ball, whether it's on quick screens, uh, moving him to the slot. Um, Not if Mike Tomlin has anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I mean, Fournette's in a good spot, too, against KC, because like you said, they suck. Uh, they added Frank Frank Clark, but they, they still blow. I mean, they got yeah. worse. Their defense got worse, I think. Um, well, they added Frank Clark, but they let go of D4, and it's kind of a wash. Yeah, it's kind of a wash, exactly. Um, and Joku, uh, that's not a great spot for him. Tennessee actually has pretty good coverage safeties, mm-hmm. so he might not do much. And the wide receivers might feast so hard that he doesn't even get a look. Yeah. And uh, now that I think about it, I might actually get the balls and play Gasecki over him. Just, I don't know. I, I actually might do it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to sleep on it. You don't have the balls. I'm going to sleep on it. I am, I'm leaning. I'm like <laughs> 50-50 right now because now that I'm looking at that, I'm like, what? Ah. Yeah. Uh, Damian Williams against Jacksonville, I'm not crazy about. Uh, no. Marlon Mack, I'm not crazy about in general. But against that defensive line, that's ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Even though last year at the at the I mean last year fucking last week at the podcast I told you I thought you had the best team in the league I thought you were the the number one guy to beat I think I do have you beat this week just because I like my matchups better. Um, I can't really argue against it. Kenny Dow- Kenny Galladay should feast. No Peterson, no Alfred. Um, I'm gonna make a bold claim right here. D.D. Westbrook by this week's end. I'm not saying for the season. He's going to be in the top five wideouts. Oh, uh, I totally agree. He's going to ball out this week. Yeah. Hopkins is going to get Lattimore, but he's he's all Hopkins is pretty much matchup proof. Um, you you he's can gonna, cover him with a blanket. Yeah, he, he's matchup proof. Uh, it's not a great matchup. You know, he's, he might not explode like he can, but he's going to. He's going to still get 18 points, probably. 18 to 24. I mean, yeah. uh, Chubb's in a great spot. Uh, Lamar Jackson should be in a great spot. Uh, Montgomery laid an egg. Um, Vance McDonald? Uh, yeah, I, I guess he could be okay. Uh, the New England secondary is actually fucking pretty, pretty damn good. It looks really good, but, well, but um, I, I they don't typically cover tight ends well that's usually uh pat chung's department uh, um 
And Pat Chung, you know, number one, he's in trouble with the team because he got arrested for coke possession. But mm-hmm. um, he's not a great coverage guy. He's just a strong guy that can jam you at the line, but he doesn't cover well. So if, if McDonald can get off the line, I'm, I'm hoping he can sneak out of there with a touchdown or something, you know, just, just a little bit. I don't think he's going to go off, uh, but he might do enough to kind of just to not hurt me, really. But yeah, so I, I think I honestly think I am. Uh, I got my work cut out for me this week. I do think the slight edge does go to you. Um, I need big fucking games from Cook and Fournette to have a chance. I think because um, that's really the only. And like, what are Williams and Mac? What are they gonna do? Uh, I ain't gonna lie. I'm scared of Williams, especially with the McCoy signing. Like. Mm. Is it only a matter of time before he gets unseated and he's, you know what I mean? He's in role two, you know what I mean? And McCoy takes role one. I think Williams will be the starter, you know, the majority uh, touched guy in the backfield this week at least. Yeah. I don't know if I'll say the same come week four. Um, well, I, I really I don't like helping you, especially when you're playing me. But uh, if I were you... I would seriously consider Robbie Anderson or Michael Gallup. Uh, Michael Gallup is a good matchup. I'd play uh, Gallup over Anderson this week, definitely. Um, I don't like that Damian Williams spot. If I were you, and I really, if I really wanted to win, I, I, I'd really consider putting in Gallup over Damian Williams. As much as uh, as scary as that is, when you don't really know what you're going to get out of Gallup, uh, I think you do know what you're going to get out of Damian Williams, and it's a little scary. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with Robbie Anderson, like he he uh, had a had a calf injury pop up pretty late in the training camp, or pretty late in the preseason, mm-hmm. and uh, he's been questionable. He is still listed as questionable, and I, I'm just I'm a little I'm a little worried. Like I don't want to I don't want to play him if I don't have to, because yeah, you never know. First drive, it could cramp up on him, and then he's out for the game. Plus, he doesn't have a great matchup. Tredavious White's a, a pretty good damn damn good corner, and he's probably gonna see him. Uh, at least the majority of the game. So it's not a prime matchup for him anyways, but mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson's another one. He's kind of like a Tyree kill. He just needs one play, and you know what I mean? And he's he, he produced, you know? He, Absolutely. I mean, one, one catch for 70 yards and a touchdown, like, it, you're good. Like, if that's all, he, that's all he gave you. But yeah. if I would play one, I, I would probably play Gallup. Um, it just sucks because Williams has a 1 o'clock start, so... It's not even like if it's say like Williams and, and Anderson were starting at like four o'clock, you know, and you were winning big, then I might be like, okay, I'm going with Anderson because I need the fucking upside. But if I was gonna pick a guy, I'd probably play Gallup. But I feel okay that Williams will get a majority of the touches this week. I just, I, it's not going to be a huge workload. I do know that McCoy's getting touches. I mean, and uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you got the slight edge. Uh, I definitely need some help. Uh, Roger stunk, uh, Roger stunk. Uh, we already touched on that, but, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it guys. Um, yeah, uh, we will be back next week. We will probably touch on the games, do a little recap. Uh, I'm going to jot the predictions down too, because I want to actually see how we do, uh, for the season. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I think that's gonna do it, guys. Uh, good luck this week. Uh, yeah, that's gonna do it. Take it easy.
See you later, guys. Yeah.